Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey of luxury and soulful living? Welcome to Create Your Sacred Space, the sensational new podcast hosted by Nikki Klug, a renowned luxury interior designer with an unwavering commitment to mental wellness and heart-centered living. In this captivating show, we shine a spotlight on the minds and hearts of the luxury home industry's finest. From visionary architects to talented designers, we explore their stories, their passions, and the profound connection between wellness and the spaces they craft. If you're a homeowner with a desire to create a sanctuary that nurtures your mind and spirit, or a design enthusiast who values the power of heart-centered living, this podcast is tailored to your soul's delight. Join Nikki and her esteemed guests as they peel back the layers of luxury design, revealing how spaces can elevate your well-being and touch your soul. Each episode is an inspiring journey of discovery, offering practical insights and tips to turn your home into a sacred haven. Discover the secrets behind spaces that heal, where elegance and mindfulness converge in a seamless dance. With Nikki's warmth and expertise, you'll be inspired to design spaces that not only please the eye, but also nourish the heart. Are you ready to transform your living experience? Subscribe to Create Your Sacred Space on your favorite podcast platform and journey with us as we aim to design a life of beauty, luxury, and mindfulness. Tune in now and elevate your living experience like never before. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Create Your Sacred Space. I'm your host, Nikki Klug, and I'm thrilled to introduce someone who is very dear to my heart. Cedric LaFleur and his wife, Tammy, are clients who built their dream home on the shores of the Texas Gulf Coast. As I've gotten to know the LaFleurs, I'm so very impressed with their journey and determination. Today, Cedric will be our guest as we discuss their journey of legacy, luxury, and wealth building. Cedric LaFleur is not just a motivational force, but a seasoned senior executive with a legacy spanning over 30 years in the healthcare sales and leadership industry. His journey is a testament to the power of relentless commitment and unwavering dedication to personal and professional growth. As the chief executive of LaFleur Leadership Institute, Cedric has masterfully cultivated a thriving enterprise dedicated to enhancing leadership and organizations. His institute delivers workshops, seminars, keynote speeches, and coaching that have a profound impact on individuals and companies alike. Cedric is an executive director with the prestigious John Maxwell team, where his responsibilities extend across the globe. He provides executive leadership training, coaching, and keynote speaking offering his expertise and wisdom to audiences internationally. His recent endeavor involved helping lead a transformative leadership institute for the Costa Rican government, a testament to his global reach and influence. But Cedric's impact extends beyond leadership. He is a Dave Ramsey certified master financial coach committed to improving financial literacy for individuals and organizations throughout the United States. His dedication to empowering others with financial wisdom is truly commendable. Cedric's influence doesn't stop there. He serves as a chairman of the Executive Leadership Circle, a private forum where thought leaders engage in discussions on critical global issues. Furthermore, he is the founding partner and president of Lake Charles Education 
Collaborative Incorporated, a 501c3 education-based think tank that focuses on improving academic outcomes for low-performing and failing schools. Cedric's impressive career also includes a 22-year tenure as regional sales manager at Abbott Laboratories, demonstrating his expertise in the healthcare industry. He's not only a visionary leader, but also an advocate for education and financial well-being. Academically accomplished, Cedric holds a BA in organizational management from Warner Southern College and an AS in laboratory science from Eastern Florida State College. He serves as a medical technologist in the U.S. Air Force for seven and a half years and is certified as a medical technologist, clinical laboratory scientist by the American Medical Technologist. Cedric's commitment to excellence is reflected not only in his personal achievements, but also in his personal life. He has been married to his beloved wife, Tammy, for an incredible 37 years, and together they raised two wonderful children, Trakesha and Patrick. Today, we have the privilege of diving deep into Cedric's remarkable journey, extracting wisdom and uncovering the principles that have driven his success. I can't wait to have this conversation with the extraordinary Cedric LaFleur to create your sacred space. But first, a word from our sponsors. When you think of the word luxury, what comes to mind? This word means a variety of things for everyone. This is why Marcia Coleman always tells her clients that luxury is a mindset. Marcia Coleman is a full-service realtor providing a multitude of professional real estate services in the metro Atlanta area. She specializes in servicing buyers and sellers in both residential and commercial sales and leases. Known as the Manifestor, Marcia works with clientele in all price ranges and loves assisting her clients achieve their dreams in life and real estate. She strives to help you manifest your dream home and life. Give her a call today at 678-895-5389 to start creating your version of luxury. I am so excited to have you join me today, Cedric. It has been a year and a half, right, since we started yes. working together, maybe two now. And it's been such a joy to have you as a client and someone to look to as a mentor in the financial world. So welcome, welcome to our show. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to the uh, conversation as well. And hopefully I can add some value to your audience. Awesome. Awesome. Before we jump in, I'd like to know, first of all, how you define luxury. So how I define luxury. Well, I'm going to put it this way. I want you to get a picture in your mind. So it's not going to be words. I'm going to, I want you to get a picture in your mind. Okay. So you are off to Maui, right? And you land and you see nothing but beautiful turquoise green waters, and then you get out and there's a car waiting for you. You don't have to go to baggage saying there's a car waiting for you. They got your your baggage for you. They're going to drive you away and whisk you away off to, let's say it's the Four Seasons Resort, mm -hmm. right? And you get there and they're waiting with the lay and you get in your room and it's not a, a garden view or a side view. It's the ocean front view, right? And you're in this big 
luxurious suite, two-bedroom suite, and all you can see is pretty water outside your window. To me, that's luxury living. Awesome. 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 And you say Hawaii, but you have that right there at home. <laughs> yes. You come <laughs> to Texas and I have it. My backyard is the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and we have uh, been on this journey together. I know your part of this journey started long, long ago. You have a documentary that talks about, you know, planning and the, the example that you set for your children and how you and Tammy first met and, and decided to get married. It's so touching. And it's awesome to see you and your children together, young adults now. And, and we'll jump into those lessons. But is this a lifestyle that you always imagined, like you always knew it was going to happen? Or was it exposure to other things that then later said, I want this for myself? Yeah, no, this has always been a dream for me. And I write about this in, in my new book. When I was little, I mean, nine and 10 years old, mm -hmm. uh, playing in the playgrounds uh, with friends of mine, they will tell you that I would always say, one day we're going to be rich and we're going to move away from here. Okay. Right. Now, I didn't know what rich meant. Uh -huh. I just knew I was, that was what I was going to be. I always said I wanted to be a businessman. I didn't know what a businessman, but for some of your more mature audience, they'll understand this. There was a show on when I was a little kid called Leave It to Beaver. Now, Nikki, you're too young to remember this. But, I remember Leave It to Beaver. Leave It to Beaver's dad, Ward, would always walk in the house. He had a black suit on, white shirt, black tie, and a briefcase. Uh -huh. That was my idea of a businessman. Okay. And that's what I dreamed that I would be. Yeah. And so when I was growing up, my grandmother would go and clean houses. And it was normally on the other side of the town. We say the white people house. Mm -hmm. And she would go and clean those houses. And I would go with her sometimes. And I would imagine I was that was my house. Mm -hmm. And I would be imagining what I'm going to do, what I was doing in my house mm -hmm. with my toys and, and all this type of stuff. We used to cut yards, my grandfather and I, and we would go cut Again, this is what we called it when I was growing up, the white people's yard. Right. And there was back then it was I thought it was big houses and these big yards. And I used to dream that was my house. I was cutting my yard and my grandfather would always say, Cedric, this is why you want to get your education so that you don't have to do this. Other people will be doing this for you. Mm -hmm. So today, when I pass by those same houses in Lake Charles, I go. That house is not that big, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, but to me, a little kid, it was a huge house right. uh, from where I, where I came from. So I always dreamed that there was another life okay. that I would live someday. And even, you know, we'll get into it into my current house. I dreamed about this house right. and I knew it was going to be on the water. I knew it was going to be at least three stories. Mm -hmm. And. When we moved in our last house in, in, in Cypress, Texas, Nikki, I mean, that house was, most people, that's a dream house. I mean, it's, we had the Hollywood bathroom. I mean, this big old 4,500 square foot house. It means really, really nice. Most people think that's going to be your forever home, right? Um, but my very first night sleeping in that house, I loved it, but I had a dream that the house was three stories. Mm. And every few months, I was having this recurring dream. I didn't know what it meant mm -hmm. at the time until, you know, so we lived in that house for 16 years 16. until we went on this journey to build this house. And then it came clear to me what the dream was. And mm -hmm. now I'm living the dream. Wow. Wow. 
someone and as a guest uh, mentioned how it was Robert, he's an architect, how it's our jobs to take our clients' dreams and bring them into reality. So for him, luxury was the intersection of our dreams and reality. For me, luxury means all that is as it should be, quality levels, right? You know, the value is there. It's not necessarily the cost, but the value is met and and appreciated and experienced. And yeah, all is as it should be. So you had this dream 16 years ago and, and didn't know what it meant exactly. You're like, hey, I'm I'm in this gorgeous brand new house and there's something else that my mind is telling me. But I'm sure you probably would dismiss it or just put it to the side. I was like, you know what? We love this home. We're going to live in this at home, enjoy this home and raise our children until it came full circle. And you're looking at the plans and you're like, oh, this isn't just a two-story house. Like it needs to be raised. You actually have four stories because you have your office yes. that's at the, the very top. So right, oh lion's den. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and this is where in your lion's den is where you do your financial trainings because you're a financial coach. And so I've always been interested to know and what is the ratio? I know that we have some like standards and your home should cost, you know. 20, 30% of your income, maybe, you know, push it to 40, 50, it just depends on what the situation is. But um, when do you start? What, what's the breaking point where you say, okay, I can afford this. This is luxury. This is what I want to invest in. How do you start planning what those numbers should look like? Yeah. Yeah. So normally we say, you know, 40% is that top end where you, in terms of that's income ratio and, and your house value, right? You don't want to go too much over that because you'll find yourself being what we call house poor. House poor. Right. And uh, it's all, it's great to live in this big house and all of this type of stuff. But if you can't really afford it and you can't afford to, you know, have a decent standard of living, then probably it's not the right place for you right now. Right. It doesn't mean in the future you can't have it. But right now. So you you work your way up to those things, right? But the things you need to think about are not only your your mortgage payment, but what are all the other cost expenditures you're going to have to uh, have? Because you have this big house, but there's a big tax bill that comes with that, right? You have this big house, you got to pay for maintenance and upkeep and da 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 da, all of these things. So you got to think about all of that, right? And if you're going to have a new car, you're going to have kids in school, or you got to think of all of those things, uh, not just that monthly payment. You see, when we were in our 20s, and, and I write about this in a book where we went bankrupt, I mean, we were broke. It was because, you see, we were in this monthly payment type thing. We go into a place and they say, oh, it's going to cost you $10 a month. Oh, it's going to cost you $20 a month. It's only going to cost you $15 a month. Well, you know what? That's okay if you have one or two of those. But when you have you know, multiple of those things, those monthly payments start to add up. Right. And you will find yourself being broke. You'll have income that's here and expenses that's here. Right. So you don't want to find yourself in that situation. So you got to really lay out all your expenses um, as it pertains to your monthly living Mm -hmm. before you decide to purchase that house. But here's what I will say. Now, everybody can't do this. All I would say is, you should try to strive to pay cash for your house, mm-hmm. right? Now, I know that's a tall order. I know that not everybody can do that. 
But if you plan appropriately, you can. See, when I was in my 20s, I couldn't do that. When I was in my 30s and probably early 40s, I couldn't do I couldn't afford to do that. We planned for this right. so we could pay for this house cash. Right. What did that look like? Was it a monthly savings? Was it stocks, investments that you then just built up and then pulled down? Yes, it was. First of all, it was sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So you have to give up things of lesser value so you can gain things of higher value. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the first thing you have to get in your mind and get your mind accustomed to. I'm not going to be able to go on vacation when my friends go on vacation every year. I'm not going to buy a new car every two to three years Mm -hmm. just because my friends are buying a new car. Here's what I always say, Nikki. People that buy a new car every two to three years, they're only trying to impress the person at the red light that they're never going to see again. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the other thing is, so you you got sacrifice, then you have to start saying, we have to put some money up. Right. Now, savings, I'm not talking about savings into a a bank account, because the only person that's going to win when you put money in a bank account is the bank. You need to look at investing. Okay. Okay. We're not going to talk about cryptocurrency because that's not this is not my ball of wax, but I'm talking about investing on the stock market. Right. And if you do it the appropriate way, you can exponentially increase your value, generational wealth and change the mindset of all the people in your circle. Mm-hmm. Right. So but you have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And if you're married, both of you have to be on the same page. Right. right? You can't have one over here spending willy-nilly and the other one trying to save because you're not going to reach the goal. Right, right, right. Was it also um, home ownership part of that equation in the sense of, you know, each time you purchased a home, you built more and more equity and was able to roll that up to the bigger purchase? Yeah, so that definitely that definitely happened in our last house. Again, this goes with discipline and sacrifice. We paid that house off in, in 13 years. Okay. We had a 30-year mortgage but we paid it off in 13, you see, because we were very disciplined. We didn't, I mean, uh, my wife will tell you, she drove her 2002 Ford Expedition until 2019. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of changes in cars between 2002 in terms of the features and benefits and what it can do right. from 2002 to 2019, right? But we had a plan. Right. You see, we were we were on, on track to, to do something different. I didn't have to worry about a car. I had a, a company car. But yes, you have to, you know, you build equity in your current house and hopefully you can, you know, be disciplined, pay it off. So then when you sell it, all of that money is yours. Now you can take that and parlay into whatever else you have saved to pay cash for your your next house. Right, right. And so you tell the story of this in your new book, just about the discipline, the savings. What else do you share there that you'd like to share here today? Yeah, you know, so I have a chapter three is a men's only chapter. Now, ladies, okay. if you're listening, I, you know, just buy the book for your husband, your significant other. If you have both, then buy for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, um, so in chapter three, I, I'm specifically talking to men because, you know, one of the things I did, Nikki, we did when uh, my kids were young, my daughter was in fourth grade, my son was in first grade. And the company I was working for moved us from Florida to Texas. Mm-hmm. And my wife at the time was in her senior year in college and she was doing her internship. Mm-hmm. Well, in our, if she stayed in Florida, she could do her internship to 12 months. If she moved to Texas, she was going to have to wait 12 months and then apply, blah, blah. It was a whole big story, right? So we agreed that she would stay in Florida. 
and I would take the kids with me. Oh wow. To Texas. Okay. Yeah. See, even you said, oh wow, right? Because because <laughs> most men won't do that. Right, right? right. They're afraid of that challenge. And and see in the book, I talk about the T that I give you. Okay. Right? The T is the rest of the story around what made her go back to, to Florida. And it was me pushing her to to do this, right? Most women will be afraid of, oh my God, I can't let my kids go with my husband like this, or most men would be afraid to take that challenge on. No, they're my kids. There's one thing I want every man who is listening to this to understand and know. There's no such thing as babysitting your kids. Right. Men don't babysit their kids. You take care of your kids, right? You, babysitters are people you pay to take care of your kids, all right? So that's my approach. That's always been my approach. And so I took the kids and I moved to Texas and I talk about that and talk about a lot of other things for fathers to understand how to be a great, I call it an extraordinary father. See, I didn't have a father in my life when I was growing up. And I said, when I have children, I'm going to make sure that I'm an extraordinary father to my kids. Yeah, that's special. That is so good, Tedra, because you guys were a team. Like you looked at your goals, how are we going to get there together? Who's best suited for this particular season in our life to be the primary caregiver? And so that sacrifice obviously paid itself off in spades. And so when you're living now in your dream home and you're experiencing life, what are some of the joys? Anything that was surprising to you that you didn't expect to happen? Has anything like that happened being there? Well, one, so when we decided to, we're not decorators, okay? And our houses have been very nice houses, outside, but inside it was just plain. You come in and you go, yeah, it's a nice house. I mean, it, we didn't do a whole lot of decorating. I'm not the decorating type. Tammy would do a little bit and all this type of stuff. I mean, we had, you know, furniture and all that type of stuff and it was it was matching furniture, right? But we didn't do the decorating. You walk in, you know, Home and Garden magazine and you see that we didn't do all of that. Well, with this house, one of the things we decided to do was to hire a, an interior designer to take care of all those things for us and and make this, we call it the million dollar beach house for a reason. We wanted it to have that look and feel as well. And so when we hired your services to do this, the surprise was how it all came out. Okay. I mean, because to be honest with you, I mean, doing the process, when you see pictures, right, that you, you guys sent us and all this type of stuff, but you just never know how all of it is going to look and come out you go yeah okay well we'll see right <laughs> you did not write me that big tech with no clear-cut picture <laughs> you were trusting the process but you like yes. it oh, it's just the seeing it in real life yes absolutely yeah yeah absolutely we trust we trusted you i mean if we didn't trust you we would have been jumping in saying oh and we got yeah, we trusted you. We trusted the process. We had to remind ourselves sometimes that we said we didn't want to be involved in all of that. And we know it's a big undertaking, right? So we were very surprised on the big reveal day, how wonderful it looked. And I always, Tammy will tell you, I always used to say, I want my house to look like it's on a magazine. It goes uh -huh. on a magazine cover, right? And that's what it looks like now, Absolutely. right? So if you're watching, I'm not sitting in my house right now. So don't be looking. To say, I'm not sitting in my house right now, but we are pleasantly, we were pleasantly surprised and overly pleased with the work that uh, you and your team did. Thank you. Thank you so much. It really was a pleasure and an honor 
serving you guys and being part of such a monumental, you know, event in your life. I know that you sit out on the patio sometimes and watch the waves and smoke a cigar or no? No, the only smoke that I get is just the smoke from the air. Okay. <laughs> you know, if there's any smoke, it's just the wind, it's the breeze. That's what it's I'm getting. It's the breeze. Really. What yeah, are you no. doing out um, there, Cedric? Are you re- reading the newspaper, uh, drinking a glass of wine, a shot of whiskey? So here's what I drink right here. <laughs> this is Lipton Diet Green Tea. That's my drink of choice. Right. And I will uh, lay down on... We have two different balconies and I'll lay down on one of them. The other one, we don't have a sofa there. It's just lounge chairs. And uh, I sit, I'll uh, have YouTube TV on. I'll put Sirius uh, satellite radio on. Uh, Sometimes it's just me and just the the breeze here, the birds chirping, the wind, the water. I mean, because I'm I'm telling you guys, literally the Gulf of Mexico is my backyard. I walk outside and it's right there. Yeah. Right. And tranquility. Oh, yes. I absolutely. It's a dream. So I spend 95% of my day when I'm home, I'm sitting outside on the balcony. Wow. When I get up in the morning, the first thing I do after I get dressed, boom, I go out to the balcony. If it's a nice day out, nice breeze, I sit out there uh, and I'll stay out there all day. I go in and eat lunch and until eight or nine o'clock at night, I sit right out there and I just get stuff done. Right, right. On some of the episodes, we've talked about how nature calls us. You know, it's like this is, you know, we have our built environments and we do a great job to mimic nature because that's what is calling our name. So you have this indoor outdoor situation where you can open your entire back wall. How often do you do that? And does the home inside, as our goal was, reflect the nature and beauty from outside? Yes, absolutely. To the second part of your question, it definitely uh, represents that. And so, you know, in Texas, it's humid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't do it as often as I want to. I know that as we move into this fall season, mm-hmm. I will open it up more Yeah, um, because temperatures will be uh, good. But when we have gatherings, then we open it up and it is so refreshing to just have your house opened up to the outside and uh, people can just come and go as they want to. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful sight to see. This is why people should spend their time to be very disciplined with their money. And when I say disciplined with your money, you have to tell every dollar where to go, what to do. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you can change your life forever because I get to live this amazing dream and we're, we're so happy and pleased. And let me tell you what, folks, we didn't come for money. We got married when we were, I was 19. She was 17 years old. I remember having a board pencil. I used to have to open the door and put my foot out to make it come to a complete stop. Oh my right? goodness, no. That's how, that's how bad we were, uh, you know, uh, when we were first married. And, and now we're 36 years into it. And we're still, I always say we're still in this war. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, we're still in this journey and going and living this amazing life and journey. And that's a one, another one of the reasons why I'm here is because I, I want to tell the story because I want, especially, you know, I want all people to hear it and get it and understand it, but especially I want Black people to understand it and get it and know that they can, we can live this 
extraordinary life. Now, I know the word is extraordinary, but I like the word extraordinary. You see, because the only difference between ordinary and extraordinary is extra. Mm -hmm. The only difference between winning and losing is belief. The only difference between hot water and boiling water is one degree. See, it only takes this small change in your life for you to win and have an extraordinary living in your life. Amen. Amen. That discipline, the vision, the follow through. Were there times when there was a setback that you had to like recalibrate and rebalance yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when we were in our 20s and we had expenses that were here and income that was here, Mm -hmm. right? We were, you know, basically bankrupt Mm -hmm. and we had to rethink what we were doing. Now, here I'm going to give you a picture because some people are visual learners. So 1996, we're living in a $100,000 house, Mm -hmm. built it from the ground up, very nice house in Florida, palm trees and all of this type stuff, coleus and crotons out front, pretty, right? Two new cars sitting in the driveway. Broke as a joke, right? Because we were living on monthly payments. It was $10 and $12 and $15 and plus our mortgage and, and all that type stuff, right? You get caught up in being caught up. And we realized that we were living the American dream, but the American dream meant we were broke. Okay. So, we had to recalibrate and, and change what we were doing. I found this guy in Orlando, Florida. His name was Charles J. Givens. And I would drive two hours every month, every weekend for, for two months to listen to him. And he said, Cedric was going to cost you $200 for his financial planning system. Okay. Well, guess what, Nikki? With all of that I just said, we I didn't have $200. Yeah. Right? Now, he said, if you find the $200, I'm telling you, if you implement these things, it's going to change your life forever. Wow. We figured it out and we got the $200 after a few weeks and it changed our lives forever. Yeah. Right? Now, Charles J. Givens is, is deceased. However, Dave Ramsey teaches the same type principles. Now, I know some people are not Dave Ramsey fans, some people, but let me tell you what. Those steps work, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you something I read in a book. I'm not telling you something that someone told me. That's the steps that we used. Mm-hmm. You got to get out of debt first. You got to be disciplined with your money, tell every dollar what to do. Then you have to start saving. You got to put up an emergency fund. Then you have to just be disciplined, 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 disciplined. Persistence is the order of the day for this, mm-hmm. right? And we still follow that plan. Now, look. Every now and then something happens, life happens, and you fall off the boat, right? And that's okay. That's going to happen to you. What you do is when you fall off, it's just like when you're riding a bike when you're little. You fall, you get back up, and you try it again. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with winning with money. You're going to fall off sometime. Life happens, and you have to go. You know, your kid breaks his arm or or hot water heater breaks or, you know, when you think everything is going great, Murphy shows up. Mm-hmm. Right. And Murphy's going to show up and you deal with Murphy and then you get back on it. Back on track. And eventually you will get to the point where you are able to pay cash for this million dollar house. Right. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. But let's talk about the building process and how that all you know went for you. I know you had plans. It was at that point that you called us in. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Now they're starting to ask us what flooring we want or how the kitchen or the bathrooms are going to look. And so had you gone in knowing that you would eventually hire a designer or was it a suggestion from the builder? How did that come about? Yeah, no. 
we knew at the during the, the beginning of the process that we didn't like decorating. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to make all those selections. Mm-hmm. Select your color grout, white. Uh, there are 17 shades of white. Select right. your floor, brown. There's 14 shades of brown. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> we didn't want to do that. And if people you are listening, you know what I'm talking about, right? So after we selected our builder and we started that process, we started thinking about, okay, what do we need to do next uh, to get someone to help us with this? And we didn't know because we had never used interior designer before. And we didn't know what that was going to look like. So I actually put out a, a message on Facebook. Okay. And I said, hey, in search of an interior designer for our new beach house. Mm -hmm. And people gave me several recommendations and uh, you were one of the recommendations. By the way, three people gave me your name as a recommendation. Okay. Right. And then we went through the process. Right. We so I want to this is important. This part is important. We wanted to hire a black interior designer for this project. Okay. Okay. Now, here's why. Okay. And it's not that anyone else could not help us. However, we know that in a million dollar house range, there's probably not as many times a black interior designer will get an opportunity to do this. Do they get opportunities? Absolutely. But at this level, do they get that opportunity more often than other people? And so this is why we wanted to do this. And so we selected three people off the list and I went out to interview them. Mm -hmm. And the first person, this is where, to me, small business owners go wrong. Mm -hmm. The first one we interviewed, they wanted me to talk to their assistant before I talked to the owner. And I said, no way is that's going to happen. If I'm budgeting between $700,000 or whatever for this, there's no way in the world I'm talking to an assistant about this because I'm going to have to eventually talk to the owner and then I'm going to go through the same information all over again. I'm just not doing it. So I told them, thank you, but that's not happening. Mm -hmm. The next person wanted to charge me a $25 application fee. Now, now. Here's what I want you to picture, small entrepreneurs, I want you to understand. If you're working on this type of deal and you're worried about a $25 application fee, I know no way in, in the world you're going to be able to focus on you know, that budget item, mm-hmm. uh, that large budget that I'm talking about, because you're too much worried about nickel and diming on $25 for application fee. Mm-hmm. All right. So I told them, no, thank you. I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then we interviewed you. And, you know, we went through the process. And one of the things that I liked about your your process was that you had us to do this assessment. Mm-hmm. Tammy had to do one. And I had to do one mm-hmm. to understand what we liked in terms of color scheme and patterns and this, that and the other. And uh, it, it, was, it was detailed. Right. But I like the assessment process because I think that you get to learn more about people. Mm-hmm than just asking questions. So it's going to give you some scientific information. Now, I'm a, I'm a scientist by degree and certification. And, and so that's probably why I like that process. So that worked out great for us. And, you know, so then both Tam and I said, okay, we're, we're going with Nikki. Plus, we also had three recommendations for you. And I'll just be transparent. We did interview a non-Black person because I said, if these none of these three work out for me, I'm going over here because I got to get this done. Right, right. Right. So that was our process. And but I want small entrepreneurs to understand. You have to think about 
higher value things and lesser value things, right? It may be great to get that $25, $25 application fee. It may be great to do all of those little things, but you got to think about is when I'm dealing on another level, is that going to be something that's going to benefit my business? And here's what I've learned too, Cedric, is I understand wanting to do that, but you as that client, this, you know, this demographic and even psychographic, you don't have the time for that. And so you have to really think about the person that you want to serve, what their propensities are, what's their lifestyle like, and meet them to make it easy for them to see you as the clear choice. We talked about this, make it easy to pay you because we had a couple of uh, new system glitches with our payment system. You're like, Nikki, I'm not going to beg you to give you money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Make it Make easy it for, me easy to for people to like, give you yeah. We're working on that. We got that fixed. <laughs> but still, <laughs> you know, as we are all growing and getting better and expanding, you know, thinking about the client. And that, again, part of why I say this is a, a luxury experience. We want to anticipate your needs. We want to make it easy for you to reach decisions and, and meet deadlines. And so all that systematic, you know, all those systems are so, so, so important to keep the ball going and keep progress, you know, moving forward. So, yeah, yeah. no, you're absolutely absolutely right about that. You have to think about the clientele. The (laughs) higher you go, Mm -hmm. you have to do things a little bit different, right? Because, look, I'm not going to put up with the. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't a tire kicker. You're a serious buyer. You aren't yes. gonna not show up for an appointment. You know, I get why that that why that is why some people want to structure themselves that way. So, and as I have grown in my business over the last 20 years, I you know have had some of those stumbling you know points too. So yeah. I'm thankful that we aligned at this perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing. We all go through stumbling blocks. We all learn different things. So I was in corporate for 30 years, but I, I I'm also an entrepreneur, right? So I understand the, the process, but not everything that everybody else does that you see somebody else doing is good for your business. And you got to, you got to think about that. Yeah. That's so, so good. How was it with the builder? I know that they had, you know, allowances for you. They had, you know, steps and like, we need this first and this and this. I'd like you to speak to us working with the builder and basically being your advocate and the one that would hold the vision all together and provide them everything that they needed along the way. Yeah, that's another benefit of selecting an interior designer doing the build process so that you as the homeowner don't have to get in all of those things. The, the interior designer really is your voice with the builder, right? And also, you know, sometimes the builders will try to get away with giving you that mm, low-end thing, but they give you the high-end invoice, <laughs> right? So, you when you, if you have a ter- interior designer, their job is going to be to select the things that that uh, you want for your house because they've had that conversation with you, so they know what it is. And and this is something you know I don't know if Tammy wants me to say this or not, but I, I'm going to say it anyway. She said, Cedric, uh, you know, after we moved, she goes, Nikki helped me understand the value 
of certain products mm-hmm. and everything. You can't just go get everything on a sale and, and all this type of stuff. Cause when you look at the, I mean, I'm talking about the, the little things like the, the little waste basket in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's not one you're going to just pick up with one hand. It, you know, <laughs> it's pretty heavy. It's substantial. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. And here's the thing. That's what we wanted, mm-hmm. but we would have never individually paid for it. Right. Right. We have a very nice chandelier over our dining room. Oyster shells. The oyster shell. Yes. Yes. Right. Very, very nice. Right. Those people who sold it love it, but we would have never individually paid for it. So you helped one, her, raise her level of understanding of why, you know, sometimes you have to pay for these type things. And we're both very satisfied with it. And, and, and our builder, you know, they came to us a few times and said, Cedric, man, you know, I could find this for you cheaper somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, but that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. Right. Nikki knows what it is we want. So if this is what she said we need. Then this is what we get. Right. And we're doing this balancing act the whole time, too. You, sure. You've got to understand because there is a budget, you know, yeah, it's, a big budget. Yeah. it's still a budget you know, <laughs> that we want to stay within. Early on, we ask for allowances and quantities and it's like, yes. OK, let's get the spreadsheet working. Let's include everything, shipping, tax. You know, what what is it going to take to produce the result that we're looking for? And how do we stay within our parameters? So yes. it definitely is a pull and push. And um, sometimes times it's like okay well yes this costs this much but look we saved over here <laughs> yes i yes i know and, the and, overall budget <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right and and that's the that's the that was one of our learning learning points is that there are things that some things you got to give up and something you say okay yeah let's just go ahead and, and do this right and yeah you're right you have there's a budget and you got to you know, say, hey, all right, we got to stay to this budget. All right, we can give a little bit over here. But it's all a part of the process when you're going through the buying process, right? From Because you know that if you spend over here more in terms of your interior design, that means that maybe something on the house bill, you got to you gotta say, all right, we got to cut back on. But you when you're building a, a custom house, there's a lot of things, moving parts you got to think of. It. It's it's one, the house, then the interior, but you also have the exterior, right? You have a the landscaping. Uh, your, your lawn, yeah, the whole, that that thing. And, and you know, everybody loves their grass these days. So they're charging you a lot for it. <laughs> I wanted to put me a sump pump in my, in the Gulf of Mexico so I could just put in for my water sprinkler because they love those water sprinklers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything costs. It is surprising. I know COVID had something to do with it. Um, our economy is, you know, very volatile. And well, I don't, I don't know if you agree, but it, it just is surprising. Like, what? Sure. It costs that much? I don't get it. Why? Yeah, because I remember <laughs> what I paid for product. several years ago. Yeah. Right. So, right, sixteen years ago, when you bought your first home, and the sofa cost what a thousand dollars. I don't yeah. know. And this time you're like, I want leather, I want this, I want that. And we're like, well, here's what that costs. And so we had to make some decisions on what the priorities were, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're laughing about it, but it is something you really have to take in consideration and plan out and know that there's going to be some give and take throughout the process, right? But but when you hire an interior designer, you're, you say up front what you want. And then you have to let them do their part mm-hmm. to get you to where you want to. Because we are, 
I can't say it enough. We are thoroughly happy with the job that you and your team did, not only getting the products there, but also the decorating mm-hmm. part, because mm-hmm. uh, we would have never done it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was truly a design and furnish project, like full, you know, very encompassing from working with your builder, creating the overall design concept, getting those selections made right up front with the kitchen and the bathrooms, and then coming back and adding the layer of furnishing. So it, it really was a joy to be able to be part of that whole process and know that we're going to get the result because this is a one-time deal, you know, it's like, why? Yeah, this, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the forever home right here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no more. <laughs> one example is like the flooring, because again, early on, Tammy and I, that was one of our first meetings in person, is that ProSource, one of our favorite resources because they're nationwide, and finding the right flooring. She's like, I don't want carpet, you know, I don't want carpet. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at LVP, one of my favorite products. And she's like, well, no, I just want to do this once and be done. I don't want to have to change my flooring in 10, 15 years. And so we decided on that porcelain, those planks that look like real wood. And how many times do people come in and, and they're marveled that this isn't yeah. real wood? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. That looks great. The, you know, some people say, well, I don't know about wallpaper, but you helped us understand that how this was going to look good and it's going to be different. It's going to be on a a different level. And man, when people come in and they see it, they're like, man, this is really nice. Right. And I know that the whole master bedroom area, our primary bedroom, they call it. (laughs) Now, you guys went back and forth on talking about that. Right. And it's amazing. Yeah. And it also was an exercise in designing to the sexes, like finding the balance of you, your style and Tammy's style. And that's why we have you take that assessment separately so that everyone can win. It's a win win. And we're incorporating all the things that are important to each of you. Yeah. So, So, yes. Well, again, Cedric, it has been an ultimate pleasure. You have been an amazing client just so thankful for your insights and recommendations (laughs) and grace and patience, but also just helping you make your dream come true. That is our ultimate goal and priority. So uh, you and Tammy have been lovely. It was great to meet your family too. It was so cool to see you guys all together during our reveal. So I wish you many, 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 many years of happiness and joy hosting being proud of your home, enjoying your home and, and the natural wonders around. I want to end with how, because I think I know the answer. You might have to give us a second one. <laughs> how do you experience luxury? I know being out on your deck is probably number one, right? Am I guessing that's right? Your self-care routine and luxury. I want you to give us a second one then. Yeah, well, so you mean away from my house? It could be anywhere in the world. Okay. Yeah. So the other way is I'll just, I'll stay right at my house, actually. We just had them finally build our pier. Oh. And uh, so that is in now. We're about to bring in 50 tons of sand because we're making our own private beach. Oh. And that's the next level of luxury. You have your own private beach with your pier. I got the Corps of Engineers to agree to let me cover it because I told them that, you know, that. Sun in Texas is hot. Oh, right. uh, and, uh, you know, I have and enough. Black people not try to be in the sun all day like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. So that's on the next level. We just so happen 
We have the longest pier in the subdivision. We didn't design it that way, but it just happens to be that way. And it's the only one that's covered. And so that's the next level to me. My goal is I'm going to have several dinners on the beach and they're going to build the benches out of the sand. Okay. And we'll have, you know, the flame, the lights, the, um, the flame out there. And we're just going to have a catered dinner and it's going to be, you know, just friends of ours enjoying the nice breeze off the water and, you know, people will go back and forth on the pier and in the beach area. Oh man, party at your house. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you now right. the host of all family gatherings? <laughs> we probably will be, right? <laughs> but we're also excited because as we're sitting here today, my son and his girlfriend are going to be induced uh, labor today. So later today, we will be grandparents. It'll be our first grandchild. And we're excited. And makes it even sweeter that we completed this house this year. Yeah. Right. Because one of the goals was to change generational wealth, change the way our kids see wealth and luxury living. Mm -hmm. And so to have our grandchild this year as well is just going to change our life as well. And we want him to grow up not knowing any other life yes. Amen. beside this so that when he gets older, he knows what the standard is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And the way you change the standard is someone has to be the standard yeah. for the family. And then that's how the rest of the family will change. So we're excited about that. Before we go, I want to encourage you. So this book is called The Million Dollar Beach House, My Journey to an Extraordinary Life. And in this book, there are 10 chapters and we talk about everything from when I was a little kid. We talk about the struggle we went through to get to this financial level. We talk about, you know, getting married at a young age, career. This is going to be a workbook for you. It's not just a book of reading. I have prompts in here for you to answer questions on how would you have handled this? What would you do next? Ask your friends. So you're going to have some friends who are going to try to tell you, said you're crazy. Come on vacation with us. It's okay, man. Don't worry about it. You can save that later. They're going to try to tell you, go buy that new car, right? Because they have all these new bells and whistles and all this type of stuff, right? But I have questions in here, what you need to ask those friends, right? One, how much money do they have saved up for retirement? Mm. Can they retire? They say, I retired at the age of 50 and, and I can sit at home all day if I want to, or I can do some things, right? When you decide to change your life and your family's life, you're going to do something different. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't matter the car you have parked in the driveway. It doesn't matter if your family is middle class, lower class, have no class at all. A person operating on a higher level cannot be stopped. There's nothing that will stop them. You're going to learn about all this stuff in the book. And then the very end of the book, it's time for you to start writing your story, right? So I put a section in here for you to start writing your story, your journey, because I know that there are a lot of other Cedric and Tammy LaFleurs that are out there who have these similar stories, right? Tragedy, triumph, defeat, success, right? That's what this book is all about. So hopefully you'll click the link and go buy the book. I'll autograph it for you and send it off to you in a custom box. 
Awesome. 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 Thank you again, Cedric. We will end now and include all those show notes and links in the bio and in the show notes section. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today. Yes, absolutely. Can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. Please do. Okay. So if you're in a, a space where you're looking for an interior designer, or maybe you haven't even considered looking for an interior designer, right? But because you listen to this, you say, well, maybe I need to think about that, right? You never build in a new house. You could just be deciding to redecorate your current house. I want you to seriously consider uh, Nikki Clute and team. And, and, and here's why. One, they're going to come professional. Two, she's going to take your project serious. You're going to feel like she's working with you alone doing the process. And she has a team of people that helps. And they're going to bring all the things that you have in here that you can't physically put together yourself. They're going to bring it to reality. I have proof of it. You'll see some pictures in the book of the proof of the work that they do. So I'm telling you, you will not go wrong. Reach out to her and her team. Let them redesign your life, redesign your new house, your current house, your new apartment, your condo in Maui, wherever she can handle it. I appreciate that so much. That's yeah, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. For that, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Dorothy had it right. There's truly no place like home. But it's not just a place. It's a feeling. It's where we build our lives, raise our families, laugh, cry, make memories, grow old, host friends, share our lives through family dinners, watch the sunrise, relax, rest, make the most important decisions of our lives. Our home restores us as we try to live out there in this very crazy, chaotic world. Your home is the perfect reflection of what's going on inside of you. It's not just where we eat and sleep. It's sacred, your sacred space. It's where you create, grow, dream. It should be both your field and haven for everyday living. Homes are meant to be beautiful and livable, functional, organized, and warm. Have you ever walked into a home and you feel this incredible warmth, energy, love, where everything not only looks beautiful, but it just feels good? like food for your soul. That's what true luxury means. That's what we help you do. Create sacred spaces for every member of your family. Whether it's a little nook where you can sink into a chair and get lost in a book, a screen porch where you can relax or host parties for hours, your dream kitchen to whip up Saturday morning breakfast, or helping your bedroom find that love again. We design magical, sacred spaces that make you feel better and do better out in the world. Because the truth is, you don't really just create your home. Your home creates you. Start your design journey today with a complimentary discovery call by visiting NikkiKlugDesign.com forward slash consultation. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening episode of Create Your Sacred Space. Today's conversation with Cedric has been nothing short of inspirational. 
his journey from humble beginnings to becoming a true powerhouse in leadership and financial empowerment is a testament to the limitless possibilities that await those who dare to dream and put in the hard work to make those dreams a reality. As we reflect on Cedric Insights, there are several key takeaways that resonate deeply with me. First and foremost, Cedric emphasizes the importance of sacrifice and discipline on the path to financial success. His journey, marked by careful planning, strategic saving, and thoughtful investing, shows us that building wealth is not an overnight endeavor, but a journey that requires patience and dedication. Cedric's commitment to being an extraordinary father is another profound lesson. His decision to support his wife's education while taking on the role of primary caregiving for their children highlights the importance of teamwork and the willingness to step into unconventional roles when necessary. It's a reminder that true partnership knows no boundaries. Furthermore, Cedric's definition of luxury goes beyond material possessions. For him, luxury is about living a life where all is as it should be, where value is appreciated and where dreams are realized. This perspective challenges us to reconsider what truly matters in our pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. Cedric's journey also underscores the significance of setting clear goals and working diligently to achieve them. His story of paying off a 30-year mortgage in just 13 years demonstrates the power of focus and determination in achieving financial freedom. Lastly, the importance of giving back to the community and creating positive change on a global scale cannot be understated. Cedric's involvement in organizations like the Executive Leadership Circle and Lake Charles Education Collaboration Incorporated exemplifies the profound impact that individuals can have when they choose to make a difference. I encourage you to reflect on Cedric's story and consider how you can apply those valuable lessons to your own journey, whether you're striving for financial success, seeking to strengthen your family bond, or aspiring to make a positive impact in your community, Cedric's wisdom serves as a guiding light. Thank you so much, Cedric, for sharing your incredible journey with us. And to our listeners, I hope this conversation has ignited a spark of inspiration within you. Remember that creating your sacred space of abundance and fulfillment is within reach, and it starts with a clear vision, discipline, and a willingness to dream big. Stay inspired, keep dreaming, and continue to create your own sacred space. Thank you for joining us on this heartfelt journey through Create Your Sacred Space. We hope today's episode has left you feeling inspired and connected to the transformative power of heart-centered design. Remember, each space we create has the potential to become a sanctuary that nurtures the soul and fosters meaningful connections. As we celebrate the visionary architects, designers, realtors, and design enthusiasts who have graced us with their stories, we are reminded of the profound impact of love, intention, and purpose in the luxury home industry. We invite you to explore our upcoming episodes where we'll continue to unveil the stories and insights of those who weave compassion into their creations. Let their passion ignite your creativity and awaken your own desires to design spaces that radiate with warmth and authenticity. 
If you've enjoyed today's episode, please share the love with your friends and fellow design enthusiasts. Don't forget to subscribe to Create Your Sacred Space on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a moment of inspiration. Thank you for being a part of our heart-centered community. And until next time, may your life be filled with sacred spaces that reflect the beauty of your soul. With love and gratitude, this is Nikki Klug signing off.